1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Before we jump into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know about a new show we are bringing to you. October the 21st, 8 p.m., Self-Care Club are going live on YouTube with the Self-Care Club Lounge. It gives us the opportunity to
1: chat with you, our lovely listeners, in real time. We're going to answer any questions or suggestions
0: that you may have and it's a great excuse for us all to hang out. We will be discussing the last month's practices with you guys and all other bits and pieces, plus exciting giveaways from some of our recent sponsors. So bring
1: a glass of wine or a cuppa and have a night in with us at the
0: Self Care Club Lounge and we can get to know each other a little bit better. So come join us 21st of October, 8pm at YouTube and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Self Care Club or you can find the link in our Instagram bio. The advice for self care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women
1: every episode we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report
0: back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Lauren, have you started writing next week's show
1: yet? No, I haven't, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. I've just got a lot on this week, but it's fine, it's fine.
0: Let me do it, I've got the time. No, no, honestly, I can do it. Let let me do it, let me help you. I think this is actually the perfect time for our practice of the week, asking for help. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is Self Care Club. What's the one thing you will hear if you listen to any Oscar acceptance speech, or you will see if you turn to the last page of a book? it's the acknowledgments and thanks. Nobody achieves great things all on their own. There are numerous people behind the scenes of every successful individual offering their assistance. Asking for help is a skill that is a key to success, yet it's often overlooked. Either we feel shy about asking for help or assume that we are bothering people. But if you are trying to solve a problem or aiming to achieve a goal, it's logical to assume that having others to help you would increase your chances of success.
1: Barack Obama said, don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I do that every day. Asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It shows you have the courage to admit when you don't know something and to learn something new. And if he says it, it must be true. No man is an island and as social animals, human beings depend on one another to survive. In fact, research shows that helping others actually makes us feel good and that generosity is likely an important evolutionary adaptation for our species. So why then is it so uncomfortable for us
0: to ask for help? The way we live now is so far removed from the days when everybody grew up in a village surrounded by their family and community. Many of us live far away, even in different countries, to the people closest to us. We function in a society that values self-care and self-reliance, and it's becoming increasingly difficult for us to ask our colleagues, friends, and even our family for the assistance that we sometimes need. Just the thought of asking for help for some people can make us feel anxious, chip away at our ego, undermine our confidence and make us question our abilities. Yet, in modern life, at a time when we are more digitally connected and emotionally detached than ever, the stark reality is that no one can go it alone. Learning how to ask for and accept help is perhaps one of the greatest skills you can develop. And here at Self-Care Club, we are going to help you figure out how to do it.
1: But let's first take a look at why asking for help is so hard. But the primary reason is fear. We fear that we'll be turned down, we'll be rejected, or we'll be laughed at. Even though these fears are usually unfounded, we're afraid to ask for help because it carries the risks of rejection and vulnerability. Because of these possible threats, fear overrides reason and, as studies in neuroscience show, this risk of emotional pain activates the same regions of the brain as physical pain. Wow. We also fear being perceived as needy. Yes. We don't want to be ashamed of our situation or come across as incompetent. Yes. So we work really hard to make sure that people don't see us in this way. You may also feel that people have their own worries to take care of and
0: yours aren't significant. Oh my God, I can't tell you how heavily that resonates. Does that resonate with
1: you? It's hardcore. It's uncomfortable listening. It also makes people feel uneasy because asking for help requires surrendering control to someone else. And some people have a very hard time with that. And another reason why asking for help seems so hard is that we are pretty terrible at articulating our needs in a way that someone can offer constructive assistance. This is partially due to a cognitive bias that social psychologists call the illusion of transparency or the mistaken belief that our feelings, thoughts and needs are obvious to other people oh yes too often we wait for someone to notice our telepathic plea for help and then inevitably get frustrated when nobody does in order to receive help
0: you have to ask for it this is huge yeah that piece is huge the amount of coaching conversations I've had around this when people just assume that the other person knows what they want well how do they know they're not psychic they're not psychic well I would know okay but that's you very different yeah asking for help is a skill that we can all develop and that must be practiced and perfected over time so here are some tips to empower you to effectively ask for and to get help ready ready number 1 getting help relies on one crucial condition clear communication try to communicate your request as clearly and as concisely as possible there is no need to overexplain simply describe what the task is why it matters, and how the person you're asking can contribute. Try to be as specific as possible so they know exactly what it is they will need to do and can accurately judge how much time and energy the task will take. Like, So for example, I need some childcare help tomorrow as I have an afternoon meeting and nobody to take care of my kid. Please can you help pick him up from school at 3.30 and look after him until 5pm when I'll pick him up.
1: Right. So it's specific. It tells the other person exactly how much time they're going to need yep. to help you and yep. exactly what it is that yep. they have to
0: do. Yeah. Yep. Number two, don't apologize. A mm. Big one. Do not apologize for asking for help. I love how these mental challenges kind of start to weave in all, all of with our, each other. Yeah. yeah. With the other ones. All the other mental mm. practices we've yeah. done. So we've done stop saying sorry. Yeah. How to say no. Yeah. And like with the people, and stop apologising. I do love how they weave through each other because yeah. even this is like bringing up the people pleasing episode a yeah. little bit. They isn't all it? interlink. They don't do somewhere. It's really amazing. So don't apologise for asking for help. We all need help sometimes. I'm going to repeat that. We all mm. need help sometimes, and it is nothing to be ashamed of. And yes, I'm saying that to you, the listener. I'm also telling myself. And me. Apologising makes it seem like you're doing something wrong by asking and it casts the task at hand in a negative light. So tell me what not to say, how you
1: don't, how you shouldn't do it.
0: Like, I'm really sorry to ask you this and I feel really terrible at asking for you, but could you possibly pick my kid up from school? Is that going to be okay? I'm so sorry. Mm. That would be awful. Awful. What should you say?
1: You should just say, please,
0: would you be able to help me? I need some help to pick up my kid from school tomorrow. Because it's only really your own shame talking mm. when you're over apologizing. Mm. Mm. The other person hasn't taken it in a shameful way. They're no. not looking at you thinking, oh my God, you're incompetent and you can't cope because you can't pick your own kid up.
1: No. And the important part of that is that getting a request like that, oh, I hate myself for asking you, oh, it feels so awful. It feels awful because you're probably going to say yes to the other person, but it falls into the controlled helping category because you are then doing it because you have to and not because you want to
0: yes okay so it can be a little bit manipulative so just don't actually. do
1: it don't yeah. apologize and say we you don't hate need to apologize no, there's nothing
0: don't. wrong no. with asking for help so don't minimize your needs like with phrases like oh i hate to ask or it's just a small thing this suggests that their help is trivial and takes the joy of accomplishment out of helping after all how is the other person supposed to feel if you hate to ask for their assistance Also, don't ask them to do a favour. This can make people feel obliged to say yes. Mm. Often those seeking help are so busy trying to establish that they are not personally weak or greedy that they turn the focus away from the helper and onto themselves. That is so true. Mm. They say things like, oh, I'm not normally the type of person that asks for help, or I wouldn't ask you if I didn't have a choice, or I hate having to ask you for this. The impulse is obviously understandable. Asking for help is uncomfortable and the people we're asking to lend us a hand might, might feel imposed upon. We don't know that. But using disclaimers like these is the wrong way to make it okay and better. I can't get a lot of personal satisfaction from helping you if I know that you hate having to ask me and that you appear to be miserable about the whole thing. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Love that bit. And here's a good one for you. Don't emphasise
1: how much the other person will love helping. (laughs) Any chance you could help me decorate my bedroom this weekend, you're going to love it. It's going to be so much fun. Don't try to explicitly convince someone that they will find helping you rewarding. It is true, helping makes people happy, but reminding people of this generally drains the living joy out of it. Firstly, it is manipulative and controlling and it undermines the helper's sense of autonomy. Secondly, It is presumptive. Please don't tell me how I am going to feel about it. That is for me to decide. Yes, I do know someone that does that. And also make it personal, not transactional. Don't ask for help over email or text. I know it's much easier to send a quick little WhatsApp, but it is also a lot easier to say no to a little WhatsApp. So try and speak face-to-face or call somebody. Studies actually show that face-to-face requests are 34 times more successful. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: a good statistic. It is,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Make your request more personal by explaining why. This particular person's skills or expertise make them uniquely suited to the task. This casts them as a helpful person, not just a random person (laughs) that you can resort to for help. For example, I really need help. Choosing my wedding shoes. You've got such a great sense of style, and Thanks. you always wear great shoes. Thanks. So I think you would be the
0: perfect person to come and help me choose. I know you're not even talking to me, and I feel great about my. Sense well, there of you shoes.
1: go. <laughs> it's very good. That's very good. And finally, people want to see or know the impact of the help they've given or that they will give. This is actually not an ego thing. It's what some psychologists have argued is the fundamental human motivation to feel effective to know that your actions create the results you intended to, in essence, shape the world around you. In the absence of feedback, when we have no idea what the consequences of our actions have been, motivation takes a nosedive. And that is particularly true when it comes to helping. So follow up with results. Beyond expressing your gratitude, you should follow up with the helper to share the tangible results of their aid. We want to feel that the work we do and the help we give matters. So take the time to show the people who help you why their support not only matters to you, but how it makes a larger impact on your work, your life or your day. And make the feedback about them, what they did that was so helpful, not about
0: you and how it made you feel. Like it, right? Yes, that's very good. That's a very nice reframe right there. Okay. So, with all that said, asking for help is a sign of strength, Yes. not a sign of weakness. Yes. And I would like to know how you felt going into this week. Oh, two
1: words, uncomfortable and awkward. Mm. How did you feel? I was
0: really dreading it. Okay, I'm a little bit happy
1: because <laughs> I feel like you've coasted a lot of these last few had, weeks I of mental had. tasks. How? Oh, I'm not a people pleaser. No, the suite doesn't apply to me. No. Oh, no, this is fine. This is just like my yeah, everyday. If I can give compliments, it's not Yeah, I give compliments and I'm like struggling, wading through treacle here. <laughs> and you're like no no it's a breeze so I I'm a little bit happy that you found a uh, found a sticky point
0: yeah it was, it was more than a sticky point okay it was like super glue let me ask
1: you this question do you ask for help
0: no I don't to the point where my husband sometimes says to me stop being a martyr oh yeah I get that line I get the martyr at least card. once a week yeah yeah, And I really hate it because he's right. And I do do that. Well, I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I've done all this and A, B and C and I'll list it all off like really resentfully. Yes. And he says, all you have to do is ask for help and I will help you stop playing the martyr card. So let me follow up that question with why
1: do you not ask for help?
0: Because I totally see it as a sign of weakness. I know categorically it isn't mm-hmm. intellectually i know it isn't mm-hmm. i completely agree with everything we've just read out mm-hmm. all the research i resonated with i understand it but i can't seem to apply it to myself what about you well ditto my friend yeah can't say i'm surprised no i do not ask for help i like to think that
1: i am extremely capable and independent like literally i would i i would put capable on my own gravestone <laughs>
0: And is, I'm quite, is it very important to yeah, you and I'm, to come across as yes, capable? and I'm
1: quite proud of that. What, what is so important about it? I like to be independent. I like to, I, I feel like I'm a bit of a survivor. Right. And I like to feel capable at all times. What and happens if you don't? I think the world would
0: crumble. Would it? I <laughs> don't
1: know. And I don't ask for help because of literally every single reason we've stated in the introduction. Yeah, me too. I don't want to be needy. I don't want to ever be thought of as incompetent. And at a deeper level, if we're really going to go there, I do think I have a fear of rejection somewhere that my need won't be met. And if my need isn't met, that's actually so much worse than just having to do it myself. What would happen if your need wasn't met? Then I would feel
0: rejected. And then what? I would feel wounded. I would feel emotionally wounded. And what would happen? Would you then pull away from that person? (sighs) Or what do you think? Would it just sit resentfully with you? I think it just... I just think all the feelings that would surround
1: that would be so much worse than just sucking it up and doing it myself. I think there is definitely
0: a bit of that in there, if I'm being really honest. And it's interesting because the word sucking it up, because that's how I feel about mm. it, but there that also feels heavy yeah. and uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's not a way that we really want to move through our lives. No.
1: And also, I think this applies to both of us. You and I both like to be in control, really, at all times. And... I feel like asking for help is a surrendering of
0: control. Yeah. And that's not appealing. But then I wouldn't say either one of us are controlling
1: people. No, but I like to be in control, not controlling. Yes. And also, definitely with my husband, I do that whole thing, the illusion of control, where I really do expect him Know everything. Oh, so do I. And that's just silly. I mean, it's just silly of because course, of course a he's a man. Of course he is. So of course he's not going to have any instinct yeah. or insight into what I may psychically need. <laughs> and b like just ask
0: using your words, Lauren. And also we've been to, we've been with them for how many years? Over twenty. Like you'd think we would yeah. know where those sort of black holes exist, and and yet we don't. No, and, and we walk so. into them every single time. And the thing is, we both have. Husbands who want to help. Yes. Who want to, and and are us, helpful. And are supportive. Yes. And so if I ask Adam something, yeah. he, if he can, he does. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, it's the same with of Ollie. Of course. Yeah. But I hate having to ask. Me too. It's really bizarre. Well, that's a good week for us then, isn't it? I also think there's... I like to play the role of the helper. Mm-hmm. Like I like to help. I like to be the supportive one. Mm-hmm. I like to be the together one. Yeah, I, I guess that's a role I've always played in my life. Yes, and I'm very comfortable with it. Yes. So when I have to look at reversing that role, it just sits so uncomfortably with me. Yeah, I I feel that even as well. though I believe in the power of vulnerability. I, I don't know. This is just such an edge.
1: I always feel like I'm very happy to be the person you could always ask for help. Oh, totally. And I'm very sturdy and reliable. Yes. And I will always do that. Yes. But I suppose I'm not comfortable with being the person who needs help. Yeah
0: Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club.
1: That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show.
0: Notion.com slash self-care club. So come on, tell me about your week. (sighs) Okay, it started with a party. I was hosting a
1: party for 30 people. Lots to do. A lot to do. And I expressed my overwhelm in a text to my mother-in-law. Not like moaning, but just like, wow, it's a lot. I would kind of underestimated how much there is to do. And she replied with a message saying, please let me help you. It would be my big pleasure. Oh, now, oh. historically, I would always reply saying, that's really nice. Thanks so much. But I'm, but I'm fine. No, thanks. Like, don't worry. I've got it all. I'm fine. And I just, Even if you did need the help. Yeah especially if I did need
0: the help. And this time I just thought, yes, esp- no, but especially if you need the help. Let's yeah. just underline that. Yeah. I do the same thing. What the fuck? Because I can't have people knowing that I need the help. But this time I thought, do you know what? I'm going to say yes. Well, it was a week of asking for help. And also, do you think you would have said yes if we weren't recording the show? Maybe not,
1: but Also, I knew that what I was going to give her to do would bring her big pleasure because my mother in law was an art editor and stylist. And so she really does know how to like dress a table and make it look fucking great. So, and she loves all that. So I knew it would be fun for her. Ah. Like she would, she would enjoy
0: that and it would help me both those things. But Mm. do you think that you were able to say yes, please, because you reframed it that you were doing it? Her because you she would get joy from it rather than actually just accepting the help. Well, it helped.
1: It helped that she said it would give me big yes. pleasure because that was genuinely true. Yeah, yeah. So she did. She did all the table decorating for me, and I I had to relinquish control. Although she kept saying, "Do you like this? Do you? You must tell me. You must tell me if you like it. I don't want. I was like, No. You you do it how you like it. I've asked you for help, and you have free reign to do it however you you like. And of course. It looked great because yeah. that's like literally her job. Yeah. So it Lovely. was good for me Lovely. to relinquish control
0: and it was good for me to get the help. And it was one less thing that I needed to do. And also a reliable person in that sense. Yes. You knew that you could rely on Oh her. my God. You knew you didn't have to totally. check her. No, and check that she'd done no. it or check that she'd done it how no. you wanted. No, it was all in all, it was good. Yes. And then on the night, I
1: made sure to tell her when she came in. And, you know, we'd lit all the candles and all it different because it was dark. I made sure to tell her, it looks perfect. You've done an amazing job. Like, not how it made me feel, but the job that she had done. And I also bought her a book that I knew she wanted to read just to show her that I appreciated her helping me. That was very sweet. That was that. And then... That was very sweet. Yeah. Attached to the party. It's all kind of because it was all in the same week. I asked for actual help on the night by hiring my friend's son, who is 20. Now, normally, historically, I would be standing up, dealing with plates, putting stuff away, serving the drinks, like not really getting a chance to talk to anyone or enjoy my own party because I'm so busy hosting it. And I just thought, I am going to ask for help. And I am not going to let this make me feel incompetent or pathetic, I'm going to twist it around so that it's a positive thing. I am now able to enjoy my party nice, because I am getting someone in who I'm giving specific instructions to as to how to help me. And he did exactly that. Mm. And a week later, everyone is still talking about Jack. Oh, my God, Jack. Oh, my God, he was so wonderful. Oh, my God, he was so fantastic. And he was he was brilliant. And he let me enjoy the night. Lovely. And I let him help me. Well done. And you know what? Everyone was so proud of me that I did that because yeah. they knew it was so such a freakish thing for me to do. They actually said, like, Ollie said, I'm so glad you've got Jack to help you. That was such a sensible idea. My mother-in-law was like, good for you. Yeah. Great. Now yeah. you can enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And um, And I felt a bit bolstered by that. I was like, oh, you don't think I'm and incompetent you think I'm sensible by enjoying my own party no that's the dialogue
0: you are only having with, with myself because they know. want you at the party they don't yes. want you at the kitchen sink and they don't want me resentful and cross and yeah. harassed yeah and then pissed off with Ollie because he wasn't helping in the yeah. same way that you. were. it's a whole mess otherwise. it's a whole mess anyway so that was great great I'm
1: really proud of you thank you thank you, you. Lauren. And then Wednesdays, Wednesdays are just a shit day in my house because the school run comes back and then Zach, my middle one, has football training. But it's like, bang, it's like six o'clock, which is just when I'm kind of in the middle of cooking dinner. Then I've got to do a 20 minute trip there, then drive 20 minutes back and then be home for 20 minutes before I have to go back again to pick him up. So it just fucks my evening because I can't cook before or after. Like it just puts everything out of kilter. You no, know, that bit when you get. Why don't you stay there? Because it's literally a field in the middle of nowhere, and I have Josh with me, and he has uh, homework okay. to do. And it's just like it's so inconvenient, yes. and it makes me really cross. And I hate Wednesdays because of this rotor situation. Well, no one really lives my way, so it's just not workable. Anyway, I expressed this to, to Ollie, and rather than just psychically expecting him to help me, yes. I just said, you know please, could you help me by picking up Zach on your way home from work? Because I only have 20 minutes at home before I have to turn around on myself. And it really makes the evening very difficult. And do you know what he said? Yes. Yes, of course. And I'll try and do that every Wednesday
0: if I can. It's like, oh my God,
1: why didn't I just ask like three years ago?
0: Oh my God, before I sit in how grateful I am and how proud I am myself for asking help, I'm now going to beat myself up for not doing it early enough. All I had to do
1: was (laughs) express the fact, like explain to him what happened on Wednesday evenings because he's not there. He doesn't know. He's not involved in the what time does dinner go on
0: business. Can we just have a quick discussion about who you ask for help? Because I think that is a big piece in this puzzle. Who I personally ask for help or who think people ask for help. Generally. Yeah. Who you ask for help, because I don't think you can just do this just to anybody. I think it has to be very specific people that you know are going to show up for you. Yeah. And help you. Yeah. Because if Ollie's your husband, he's supportive, all of that, it's a safe place for you to ask for help. Sure. But you can't ask that of just anybody. No. And therefore, you don't want to then sort of do a self-fulfilling prophecy of asking for someone who's unreliable or just who isn't in that supportive but I just space. wouldn't ask for help from someone who's unreliable. But that's what I'm saying. That would so cause I, me more stress. But that's why I want to highlight it yeah. here. So I think you just have to be very careful and choosy over who you ask. Yes. but Sometimes, like on Friday, a
1: mother... Um, texted me to say, I'm I'm really, really running late. Can you help me? And I said, yes, of course I can. I'll wait in the playground with your son until you get there. Now, she didn't necessarily know if I was going to be 100% reliable or be able to help her or whatever, but she asked and I helped. And, yeah. and that was fine. Of course, I would do the same for her. So sometimes you kind of don't have a choice. No, well, sometimes. Always. Of course. Yeah.
0: No, it doesn't always have to be a very close family member. Mm. I'm just saying that this doesn't apply everywhere. I think you have to be careful because you don't want to end up resentful or upset or let down or rejected. No, no, you don't.
1: So just choose wisely. So uh, just a PS at the end of my week. Yeah. I I felt quite pleased.
0: You should be. I'm really, really, really proud of you. Thank you. It's very different to the people-pleasing episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because do you remember in your epilogue and you'd sent this message and you were like, look, I didn't people, please. And you read out the message. It was like, yeah, that was nothing to do with it. So... A plus, thank you. That's so much better than the C. You got a C minus. Actually, oh yeah, that's A plus,
1: it. thank you. Well done. Then at the end of the week, I was speaking to my friend Jodie, who is training to be a therapist, and that is relevant to what I'm about to tell you. And she said, "What are you guys doing for this week's practice?" And I said, "Asking for help." And she went, "I bet you're shit at that." And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm fucking terrible at it." She's the same. She is like the most self reliant always helping everybody else. Um, She said, what have you done? And so I gave her some of the examples. And she went, that's crap. I said, sorry, what do you mean that's crap? And she went, what about asking for emotional help, Lauren? How are you with that? And I just went, I can't even like, just the the phrase makes me want to retch. She went, yeah, because that's the real work of asking for help, asking for emotional help. And I was like, just fuck off. You're such a therapist.
0: I don't want to talk about it if there was something that you had to ask for (coughs) emotionally I just couldn't what would it be? No
1: I can't even like I I couldn't
0: even have the conversation with her I was like blah 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 change the subject Well I'll tell you what have a think about it Yeah, because we can actually bring that back to our epilogue No I don't want to bring it Now hold on We can bring it back to our epilogue for Challenge of the Week And if we want our listeners to do this work which we do Yeah We have to do it ourselves. But but, okay, I'm gonna hear about your week, but is there
1: any asking for emotional help in your week?
0: We're gonna tell you about my week. Okay, come on then. (laughs) God. No, well now you've set me up. You've set me up. Well, I didn't. I haven't. Jodie has. Well, she set me up. She set both of us up. No, but now I feel like if there is an emotional asking for help, you're failed. You're just gonna think this is shit. I'm not, because I was really proud till I spoke to her. I don't ask for help. Okay? I I I I just don't. No. So. Uh, the week was kind of ticking on and I still hadn't asked for help, but mm-hmm. it was very much at the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. I had six people coming for dinner on Wednesday night mm-hmm. because our girlfriend was here from Miami yep. and my friends kept saying, <laughs> it was really interesting actually Looking at it from this asking for help lens, because mm-hmm. they kept saying, like the week before, even though I knew this week was coming up, oh, let me do this and I'll do that and I'll bring the rice and I'll bring this and I'll bring that. And I was like, do me do me a favor, it's six people. Yeah. Like I got this. Yeah. You know, me cooking for six people is You're cooking for four every night anyway. Right. So it's What's really, another two. Right. Yeah. So to, to take help yeah. to cook for six people felt ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. So I kind of poo-pooed it. And then they were trying to sort of get in on the menu. Oh, right. Right. Because I was telling them what I was cooking. And they were like, oh, no, 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 I don't fancy that. Let me do this and I'll bring the rice. And I don't want fucking rice. Like, I'm making what I'm making and just back off kind of thing. It was all very funny. Anyway, Tuesday came. I realised I hadn't done anything for the shopping or the meal or anything. And I was working for the next couple of days. I was really quite slammed with work. And I was with my girlfriend who was coming to the dinner and she was having a really rough day. Mm. So we'd had a really deep sort of connected conversation and I was really helping her with something that she was struggling with. Um, And then it got onto the subject of tomorrow night. and This is relevant, by the way. And she said, oh, let me just bring the Israeli salad for you. I said, no, no, honestly, it's fine. And she said, just let me do it. And I had this battle with myself, but she's really struggling. She doesn't really need the aggravation of going out to buy the vegetables and Mm. chop the vegetables Mm. and she just does. I didn't want to put it on Mm. her, right? But then I knew that I had to ask for help. Yeah. So I said to her, okay, please bring the salad, but I'm only saying this. I I couldn't just say, okay, thanks, that'd be great. Yeah. Or ask her. Yeah. I had to give a whole, oh, we're doing asking for help this week and it's the only reason that I'm asking (gasps) you. Yeah. That is the
1: equivalent of, oh, I really hate asking for this and it makes me hate myself. You did exactly that.
0: You justified and apologised. I did. I did, right? Anyway, she makes the salad. Yeah. They come over the next night. And my other very, 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 very close friend who's known me for forever and literally knows every thought that goes through Mm. my head. It's so annoying Mm. because you can't can't avoid anything as she points everything out. So when... My friend Lauren came in with the Israeli salad. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I can't tell you what a help that was. And it really was, actually. Thank you so much. So my best friend then says, what's the fucking, what what are you doing? She's made you a salad. This is what normal people do. Just chill out. What is going on with you? Yeah. And I said to her, what do you mean? And she said, well, firstly, I'm totally shocked that you have let her make the salad. So I then explained, oh, we're doing it for the podcast. And she said, and secondly, stop fucking saying thank you. It's a fucking salad. Okay. She's right, by the way. Absolutely bang on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not very good at this. My
1: sister-in-law has a phrase for this. Like, I'll do something for her, she'll do something for me. This happens like maybe 10 times in a week. Yeah. And then I'll say like, oh, no, no, please don't drop it in. I'll I'll come and pick it up. And she'll just text me, don't be a dick.
0: (laughs) And she probably texts
1: me that about three times a week. And it's either just fuck off or don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And it just means like, just serious like just just let it go sake. just I'm just fucking dropping it over
0: and can we not even waste a time having conversations just let about it go it. yeah anyway then Donna kept wanting to help me throughout the evening and she was kind of doing it to take the piss a little bit and make yeah. me really uncomfortable but she was like super super helpful like helping me clear up and helping me serve the dinner and it was all very funny and it was all very uncomfortable and I hated it okay I hated it even right. though it was helpful yeah of course it's helpful yeah Then we went over for dinner at another friend on the Friday night, Mm -hmm. and her daughter has just broken both her wrists (gasps) that week. Oh, no. And her other daughter moved schools on Friday. So she'd had a mammoth week. Oh, that poor kid. Really awful. Yeah. Anyway, so I call her on like the Wednesday or the Thursday, Thursday, and I said to her, are you okay for us to still come? Yes, yes, no, I'm fine to still come for dinner. I said, Sarah... Please, let me make the dinner. Just come to me mm-hmm. and I will do it. She would not have it. She goes, honestly, I need the distraction. Mm-hmm. It's been really crap. I love cooking. Mm-hmm. Just let me talk. I said, let me help you. Mm-hmm. And I explained the podcast. Mm-hmm. And she also struggles with asking awesome for mm-hmm. help. She actually allowed me mm-hmm. to bring the dessert. Okay. So but remember, this
1: is our practice, not her practice. I oh, know. No, I was very happy to push it onto everybody Yes, else. I can see that. Yeah. Right. So you help someone else <laughs> like you do all the time. Well done. No, but I got her to ask
0: for her. That's an F. I did ask for the Israeli salad, sort of. Oh dear, Nicole. Anyway, it's scraping here. Okay, well, I think I'm about to. I think I'm about to turn it around. Okay. So I have not been feeling myself. Yeah. At all, I've been feeling quite low in mood. I've been feeling much more overwhelmed and anxious than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now taking my evening primrose oil by the bucket load. <laughs> <laughs> I probably OD. You can't OD. It's shit. the best stuff. <laughs> Nothing's taking the edge off. Mm. And I really don't feel like myself. Mm. So, you know what I have done? What? I have listened to myself. Yeah. And I have gone back to therapy. Good for you. Now, if that's not asking for help, okay. Laura gone. And, can I just say, and that is it's emo- asking
1: for emotional help.
0: Right. Oh, A++. Thank you. I knew I'd turn it around. Or if we're going modern, nine star. Oh, I don't even know that. Well, that's what the
1: kids get for GCSEs. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Very impressed.
0: So I went to her a couple of weeks ago yep. just to have like a one-off consultation. Yep. Um, I have been in therapy before, not for a long, long time. I've mm. kind of gone more down the coaching route. Mm-hmm. And I still don't really know what the support is that I need. And I'm actually thinking, and she was amazing. Mm. I am thinking I probably need more of a coaching strategy mm-hmm. just because that's what I resonate a little yep. bit more with. But having that space in my week i've been i've seen her twice Mm -hmm. and i found it really helpful amazing yeah and just acknowledging that you know what i just need to a place where i can kind of get everything filed a bit i mean i would say that's probably the ultimate in
1: asking for help hello here i am here is my stuff please will you help me yeah
0: well done thank
1: you excellent work. so that's
0: an ongoing thing isn't it yeah yeah Excellent work. Now, I might have been shit with the Israeli salad. I forgive
1: you the Israeli salad, because I think that is, you know, you have brought your A game there.
0: Thanks. Very good. But I will say that asking my friends for help, I find really difficult. Maybe you can unpick that with the therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't find it difficult asking my parents for help. Like if I need them to pick one of the kids up. or I don't find it difficult asking my sister for help or my husband. But they are basically like you. Yeah. All those people are extensions of you. Yes,
1: From what, I, from what I witness. Yes, of you course. You are like as one. So that's basically like asking
0: yourself. Is it? I think so. Yes, because there's no vulnerability there. No, there isn't Be- at all. Because I know that they yeah. will help if they can and when they can. So,
1: so if we are going to go there and I tell you mine is a fear of rejection that if I ask for it, my needs won't get met, then what is
0: yours? Do you even know? I have an assumption that they don't have time. Okay. That's not true, by the way, because they would feel really hurt. I've said that. So that's not true. So that's a story I totally make up. Um, And I don't want to be a burden for them. And I am here to help them. They are not here to help me. A burden. I've also realised... Even though I don't... If they ask me for emotional help or physical help, I don't find them a burden in any way. You don't bat an eyelid. No, because I'm delighted that they feel that comfortable with me, that I can be that person for them. They might feel that way about you. Of course they do, because they love me. There you go. Yes. I have also realised in recent years,
1: I have a real, I have historically had a real kind of resentment with very needy people. Like if I come across them or they're sort of in my life or they're people I know, I feel almost magnetically repulsed by them. <laughs> oh my god. I really do. Oh my god. I really do. Like I can't stand it in others. So needy, so always needy, all the time so incapable. And I had to really look at that because you know it's always the things that really trigger you that yes. you need to look yes. at. And I really looked at it and I was like, why? Why does that press my button so badly? And well, I realized it all it is very simple. It's just jealousy. It's just jealousy that they have the yeah. ability to say, I, need I am vulnerable, I'm not capable, and I'm perfectly happy to show that to the world, and therefore people will come and help me. And they get help all the time, and yeah. I get no help yeah. ever. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was just jealousy. Wow. And That's I, very big and brave of you. But I really had to kind of prod that uncomfortable bruise because I couldn't
0: figure out why I was feeling like that. And that's definitely why. So if someone comes into your space that's needy now, do you think you would feel differently?
1: I'm still not that great with it. And I and I know that because the women I surround myself with all pride themselves on being incredibly self-sufficient, capable, dependable, independent. We're, we're of a similar ilk. Yeah. To the point where we will joke about it
0: because it's so ridiculous. Like, you know. You could let some things go. I actually, I'm just thinking, I did ask you for help this week. Did you? Yeah, I did. Did I help you? Yeah, of course you did. Okay, and I, that's good. Look, it wasn't a massive I can't thing. remember what you asked me to do. Is but... it, it wasn't massive and you're going to take the total piss. But no, I just okay. realised, I said to you, we were texting and I said, we were talking about something about the show. Mm. And I said, oh, can you email them back? Because mm. I'm driving mm. and I want it to get there before the end of the day. That's not really asking for help. Yes, it is. Well, come on. Let me just quote Eliza, don't be a dick. <laughs> I feel like I failed miserably and no. I kind of succeeded. I think you're still, if it's possible, even more uncomfortable with this than I am. Yeah, I am. Wow. I have reached such an edge. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want to poke
1: that, but maybe we'll do that in the epilogue show.
0: Well, we've got another show. <laughs> poke away. Excellent. <laughs> Shall we summarise? Oh, please let us summarise.
1: What did you learn? Oh, God, what did I learn? I learned that I always knew how resistant I was in asking for help, but that it is not shameful. And actually, nobody thinks worse of you when you ask. And in fact, it was the reverse of that. Everyone was really proud of me for asking for help. And that kind of spurred me on to maybe want to do it a little bit more.
0: Yes. What did you learn? Again, it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. No, um, and I learned that it can make people feel really crappy if you do that whole "oh, I'm so sorry" like I did with mm, the Israeli salad. Mm, mm. And then when my best friend pulls me up on it, as Eliza would say, "Don't be a dick. Yeah. It's just a fucking salad. Yeah, it's okay to ask for help. It's necessary, and it takes an army to build a village. Is do that you? The, is that the same? It takes a the
1: village to raise a child. Either way, okay." Do you feel like, this is how I felt, it's like an unused muscle that takes time to build? And like maybe if you use it, you ask for help, little things, little things, you start to build that muscle and then you might feel a bit braver.
0: About I'm okay it. with asking certain people for help. Okay. Um, and any extension of that, I'm just not okay with. And yes, this is definitely work that I need to continue. Yeah. Outsourcing and delegating it does actually give you an opportunity to be less stressed. Yeah. And I need to do that more. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. And so do you? you know, we juggle a lot. Yeah. We juggle a lot. And I'm all right with juggling a lot because I like to be busy, but it doesn't mean that I need to juggle it. Ooh. And obviously, when I say, would you recommend this to your clients? <laughs> I recommend it anyway. Yeah, just preach it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love it. Like what I did with my friend. Let me help you. Yeah. 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 Um, and you? Of course. I mean, young mums, they need help more than anybody.
1: I actually visited a mum this week with her brand new baby who said, I just can't believe that XYZ didn't automatically come and help me. And I wanted to say to her, you didn't ask them to. But I couldn't.
0: But it was exactly that thing of like... Well, maybe just send her the link to this show. It
1: was exactly that (laughs) thing of like psychically expecting... She said, you know, I'm so strong and I'm so capable. Everyone assumes that I don't need help, so they don't help me. And I sat there thinking, you need to ask.
0: Yeah. And I would sit there thinking, I feel your sister.
1: I did feel her. Yeah. And also she needs to ask. Yeah, absolutely. Because the help is there if she wants it. Is it? Yeah. Coming in a club. Oh, I think it's coming in the club. Even though we're a little uncomfortable and mildly resentful,
0: it's coming in. We could do a sisterhood circle on it, couldn't we? Oh, asking for help. We could go round firstly by complimenting each other and then asking for something that we need. This sounds like the worst evening of my life. It would be amazing. Mm. It would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening to our show today. We'll be back on Friday with the epilogue show of Asking for Help, and we will come up with a great challenge of the week, won't we? Oh, yes. And we'll. A sticky try, one. We'll try and. We'll try and do it, it ourselves. We'll, as we'll try and get something emotional out of Lauren, but don't oh. hold your breath. Oh, <laughs> He'll be waiting a long time. If you like what we do, please go give us a review over at Apple Podcasts. Just pop over to Apple Podcasts find self-care club scroll down and you'll see write a review and pop that on there and then we read those out on the epilogue show too and come find us at instagram at self-care club pod and we'll be back on friday see you then